Since the end of apartheid in South Africa and the first democratic elections in 1994, the country has been in political and social transition. This period of transition and change has been marked by a series of contradictions. On the one hand, there's been increasing social inclusion, programs of social welfare interventions, and a growing black middle class. On the other hand, it has witnessed rising levels of poverty, unemployment, and crime. For many, this has fed into a sense of insecurity and uncertainty, and some of this is reflected in the rapid rise of gated community living. Cape Town is a multicultural, multi-ethnic city with a population of over three million. Located at the tip of South Africa, it's a popular residential area and a key tourist destination. Like other South African cities, Cape Town has experienced a dramatic rise in crime and increasingly the city's residents are looking at ways to protect themselves. I suppose that uh, what informs the proliferation of these gated communities is the perception of crime. That if people are living in those gated communities, they will be safe. I think there are a range of, of what people define as gated communities. I think some of the literature talks about um, enclosed neighborhoods and then gated communities. So enclosed neighborhoods being existing um, neighborhoods where people have started to put up barriers and fences and boom gates and things like that. Those aren't very common in Cape Town. They're much more common in Johannesburg. And then there's actually what I think what we know as gated communities are, are tend to be the private developments um, where they're, they're walled complexes, quite often around golf courses or the latest one is gentlemen's estates, um, equestrian villages. Uh, they have all sorts of, of lifestyle connotations um, associated with them, but essentially they have walls and gates and, and controlled access. I think that a lot of these gated communities, they, they, they're marketing obviously a lifestyle, they're marketing aspirations. Um, and, and a lot of them are, are around the issues of suburbia and this, and this notion of being landed gentry and I, I'm not sure what it is that people, that triggers things in people, people's heads, but I think they're also marketing to, to people's fears um, and anxieties. Atlantic Beach is one of the new style, large-scale gated communities being built around Cape Town. Still under construction, it'll number 850 houses when it's complete and will be the third largest gated community in South Africa. The estate is built around a golf course and other leisure facilities. It's run by a tenants association who employ estate manager Chris Van Veek. I look after the, the affairs of the association, which starts by uh, the administration, it's also the maintenance of all the infrastructure, the roads, the security, uh, landscaping and then the liaison with the homeowners. There's no rule or, or defined definition on who buys you. It's, it's, it's mostly about who can afford it. So it doesn't really matter what race you are, it doesn't really matter who you are. If you can afford to buy property here, you live here. At any given time there'd be about 3,000 people uh, on the estate. That's excluding golfers. It's only uh, residents and their visitors. 
Well, this is the view why many people buy and pay the prices for this property because you can see Table Mountain in the background, you can see the golf course, and that's what it's all about. That's why, why people invest here. I love it. I, will know, I don't want to stay anywhere else. I, I just absolutely love it to stay here. I feel very safe here, um, and because my kids can, can play outside, This is our living area um, where all, we have our fun and the kids play and do their homework and um, we cook and clean and jump around, yeah. We've made quite a lot of friends, um, new friends, obviously from, from the security estate. I've got some family and stuff that stay here. My parents stay down the road, so that's very convenient for me. Um, I have a friend that stays on the other side, um, and you get together, like, come around like four o'clock in the afternoon, you put them in the pram or on the bicycles, and you go for a walk, and you just meet up the people. You get to know more people like that, so yeah. This sense of community is actively encouraged and facilitated in Atlantic Beach. We understand and we believe that there's a, a need for the community to interact. And just by human nature, people living far apart won't naturally just, just uh, you know, become friends or, or just know each other. Uh, Atlantic Beach has got 15 villages on the estate. We've got an inter-village challenge once a year whereby we uh, invite people from different villages and they will compete in a golf competition, a fun day for the family. Um, generally we end the day with a party and uh, we will announce the, the, the winner of, for that year, which village is the winner for that specific year. John and Shirley moved to Atlantic Beach from Cape Town three years ago to bring up their young family. It's like a holiday resort for us. <laughs> we come home, we don't have the pressures of, of worrying about security. Um, I travel a lot, so I get home and or I'm away and I know that Shirley and the boys are safe, so. Basically, this is the control room and this is where we monitor the whole of the estate. We've got plus minus 50 cameras on the estate itself. And that is on the fences as well. The control room is monitored uh, or manned 24 hours a day. All the complaints of the residents is coming first via to the control room. If I see something that's not supposed to happen, uh, I tell the guy that's automatically doing duty on that specific point and he must go and investigate. As well as the CCTV cameras, there are three security gates around the estate controlled by guards. Visitors are required to sign in and out. Hello, Residents hello. and employees can only enter the estate if they've been registered on the biometric fingerprinting database. This gentleman is not on the system yet and he's coming to do a delivery on the estate. So what we're going to do is we're going to register him now so they can move in and out as a contractor. Put your finger on there. We know all his particulars and we also know to which building site he's going to go. So you can go. Thank you. If I do feel uncomfortable or unsafe, I just pick up the phone and literally two minutes, the security guard will be there. And it's just great to be able to, you know, just 
go to bed at night when I'm on my own and not have to worry about have I set the alarm, have I shut the window. I mean, I don't. I sleep, the windows are open, the doors are open, and yeah, I mean, I absolutely love it. Actually, I think I'd really struggle to live out of a secure estate. It's Sheena. Um, someone, actually, I met at gym, so they've got a great little gym on the estate as well. So we'd always meet at about, I'd go with my sister and we'd <clears throat> about hop at about six or so in the morning. Just put the little hat on old. There we go. God, hello, hello. How's it going? You haven't seen old in a while, hey? Hello, nice to you. Come. My husband works abroad 99% of the time. And uh, we used to live in Hart Bay, which is a gorgeous area. Um, but the crime rate started coming, you know, became, became a huge issue. And it wasn't the, the little, the minor crime, but it was the, the hardened stuff. There were rapes and, and murders and serious assaults. We come here knowing that, that we feel safe. But coupled with that, for me, comes the idea that I'm living a life that 80% of South Africans can't live. Um, and, and that bothers me. It was a tough decision for us to make because I'm acutely aware of what happens beyond the gates. Um, and I think that just comes from, I'm obviously a lot darker than a lot of people who live on the estate. And I, I grew up in, in the, I'm 41 next year. So I grew up in the struggle. I've started working um, a lot in Atlantis, which is a, a township about 15 minutes from here. And I would say, a lot of the workers, they all stay there, and I would hazard a guess as to how many people have actually been to Atlantis, how many of the employees have actually been to Atlantis. It is a nightmare there. Um, in, it is riddled with, with gangsterism and, and, and drugs and prostitution. And then you, it, for me, it was a struggle driving through the gates every morning, and I see these women standing, queuing, knowing exactly where they've, where they've come from. So I've made an effort to work beyond the gates, beyond the gates. Under apartheid, townships such as Atlantis, Langer and Kailicha were created on the Cape Flats to house migrant workers. Multi-ethnic areas of central Cape Town, such as District 6, were demolished in the 1960s, and the so-called coloured populations were forcibly moved out to Mitchell's Plain. We're dealing with a legacy where our cities were intentionally segregated. They were segregated through spatial and physical buffers walls, freeways, railway lines, and sort of buffer zones where entire bits of land were left open in order to create a buffer between communities. So we sit with a legacy like that. And some of our earlier, earliest planning work, and certainly my earliest planning work when I started with the city in 1999, or 1998 actually, <laughs> um, was to try and come up with ways of, of dealing with integration and, and achieving integration, making connections between communities moving away from poor planning where, where communities are incredibly internalized, very few access and egress points. A lot of that work that we were doing was to try and break down that, that segregation and, and insular kind of neighborhood planning. And, it, and I suppose in a way that this, this concept of gated communities starts to it just recreates that um, and very much around a class and income uh, basis. So in a way it's redoing apartheid in a different way, um, in a market-driven way. That is the danger of uh, gated communities, that they can reinforce that perception of excluded uh, communities.
certainly the larger gated communities are really problematic in the way that they close off access between communities. Some of the coastal ones are, are particularly problematic in the way that they privatize huge stretches of coast. And so a lot of our work has been to counter those. And, and obviously you, you, you're fighting with very powerful forces. In response to these concerns, Cape Town City Council has recently adopted a policy to regulate the building of new gated communities and the retrospective gating of streets. It's been important for this council to make sure that it remains an integrated and an accessible city to everybody that lives here and visits um, Cape Town. And that if we don't implement a proper policy for it, I mean, we're going to end up with a gated city at the end of the day and a, a barricaded city with large areas um, closed off and gated and not accessible for uh, the ordinary person in the street. As part of the policy, it also tries to promote um, various other options, um, and which could include neighborhood watches or um, city improvement districts or um, just patrols in the area, or it could just be um, CCTV, passive monitoring. What was interesting from um, our engagement with the public during, this, um, during the development of this policy was also the, the poorer sections of the community and their take on it, which is basically that they want also more security in their environments.